Welcome to Refreshing Word, a life-changing experience by Bishop David Yalik, a medical doctor by profession and a resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Uforja, Ghana. He has been in the ministry for over 20 years, has a rare insight into the Word of God and ministers powerfully unto the anointing. Join us now for a life-changing and refreshing experience with Refreshing Word by Bishop David Yalik. us to stay connected to him. Amen. To stay connected to him. And I think that our divine connection to God is so crucial. In the Old Testament, anytime Israel was connected to God, they prospered, they did very well, and they excelled. And when they got disconnected through sin, iniquity, and idolatry, they, they had all kinds of Nebuchadnezzar and all kinds of enemies coming to uh, uh, ravage them. Hallelujah. Like Corona is ravaging the world. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So connection to God is very, very, very important. And in the Old Testament, when I say connection to God, what I mean is that we are connected to God, we are connected to the pastors that God has given to us, and we are connected to ourselves. The Bible says that the whole body is fitly fit to Jesus. It's fitly fit to God. Hallelujah. But we are fitly fit together, together with our pastors. So my test scripture was from Job chapter 28, verse um, 1. It says that there is a vein for silver and there is a place for gold. There is a vein for silver and there is a place for gold. And I explained that in the Bible, gold, gold was used in the building of God's church or God's temple. And where God lived, I mean, where you could find God, God, every material there was gold. So in the holy place where you could find God and the holies of holies where you could find the Lord, everything was gold. And the gold represented God. It represented the Holy Ghost. It represented Jesus. It represented the Father. Amen. While the outside was made of brass, on the outside you couldn't find God. Sins are forgiven, but if you want to find God, it is there. So when the Bible says there's a place for gold, now there's a place to find God. There's a place to find God. You cannot find God in your workplace. You cannot find God, or they call it at the at the uh, uh, train station. You cannot find God in your business. You can't find God. And I worked as a doctor for 10 years in the hospital. I never found God because anytime we went for clinical meeting in the mornings, we never prayed. Anytime we have any meeting, there was never a single time they would say, who is the pastor amongst us? Let us pray. You can't find God. What you can find is natural, natural things. But God has blessed us in the world that when the Son of God was pierced on his side, the, his bride, that is the church, came forth. So the place to find God is the church. So the church is very, very important for you. Very, very, very important for you. Very, very, very important for you. In fact, the church has been responsible for the development of the world. 
if you if you care to read history if you look at the europe and the west it was the church the church the laws morals uh how do you call it the uh, development everything you see that they were, they, were, they were all christians when you read about david uh, uh the father they who found uh, uh, what you call them um, um electricity all these guys were all believers and it is christianity that built the world even for other people even to start copying from from them but unfortunately when we developed and we found false gold and we left the real gold to go for false gold hallelujah amen i said amen but the real gold is god is jesus hallelujah and and the place to find him is the church of god is the church hallelujah and then he said it's a vein for silver amen i said silver represents redemption you see jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver hallelujah amen so that he was sold out the price for a slave so he was sold as a slave to enter into the slave market of satan where all all of us were then he came to buy us with his blood so if you want to redeem somebody it was you have to use silver hallelujah so silver represents redemption and i, I explained that there is a vein for redemption you can't find redemption at your workplace but you can find redemption in the church redemption means that god jehovah god yahweh is buying you back from sin from the devil from the world back to himself his holiness amen amen and a vein is such that if you go to the hospital and we have to draw blood from you you have to look for a vein if you you use the needle and uh, you pierce into a muscle you will not get blood so you in other words, you cannot just be digging around and punching around to find god there is a specific place you have to be in church and if you if you don't have a church you have to have a church and if you are in the church be also serious and stay connected in the church so you can find the lord hallelujah you can find the lord amen amen so there are two there are two things where we can find god you can find god in the church and you can also find god in the man that god gives to us you see god is very wise i say he's very 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 wise he has made it in such a way that to know him is i can know god by myself i can know god by myself you'll be very very limited why because when jesus was ascending into heaven he decided that he was going to give men as gift to men i mean it's like a sheep is given as a sheep to men and if you even look at the animal world you realize that when animals are even moving in the forest there's always a lead cow there's a lead buffalo it's like one of them is the leader and they all follow one logo 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 line if you like don't follow him a line will chew you i've seen sometimes buffalo they're going and then a lion attacks a little uh, 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 buffalo and the leader comes and comes to fight to rescue the little because the lions are afraid of the leader he's very strong so god also has put his strength and his anointing on some people that he has made very very strong and they are, they are our pastors 
Hallelujah. So you can't go about insulting your pastor and think that your pastor is in the business for, for money. That is, that, is, that is never true. If I remove that evil mind, it's an evil mind. It's an evil mind to have. Remove it from, from your heart. Hallelujah. And rather see that your pastor, Jesus, has been anointed. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, 7. God has put this earthen treasure. Amen. This treasure in earthen vessels. He has put an anointing. He has put the Holy Ghost. God has put himself into a man to be a blessing to men. To be a blessing to men. It's a blessing. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Amen. So, your pastor and your church are the channels and places for silver and for gold. And let me tell you, there are many things that you can use your strength to do. And the thing you can use your strength to do, you can use your strength to get money. You can do all kinds of things to get money. But there are many things you cannot use your strength to do. Never. Even the strength to even to get money, let me tell you, you don't know that it's from God. Yes, you may not know. Unless you are doubling juju. But if you are genuinely working hard to get money, I tell you, it's from God. You know, God showed Nebuchadnezzar something. He gave him a dream. In the dream, he saw this statue. Gold, silver, uh, what? I said brass, iron, and clay. And he told him, look, you are the gold. You are the gold. And I have made you ruler over all nations. So not only the man was there even seven idols, God was actually moved. And eventually he became born again. And he gave life to Christ. He was, the, he was probably the first unbeliever to see Jesus. He saw Jesus in the furnace. He said, I see him like the form, his form is like the son of God. Wow. Wow. So today, I, I just came to tell you that, look, let's stay connected. Last week I spoke about staying connected to our pastors. I thank God that he has given to us Bishop Dahiot Mills, one of the anointed men of God who is walking around and we bless God for his life and for the the many impartations that God is using him to impart lives. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Now today I want to talk about staying connected to the church. Staying connected to the church. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1, uh, 3 and 9, ye are God's building. In other words, you are God's building. You are part of God's building. So, some people are in the building. Some people are cement blocks. Some people are pillars. Amen. In Galatians, in Galatians, um, Chapter 1 In Galatians Chapter 2 Verse number 9 And when James Cephas and John Who seemed to be pillars Perceived The grace that was given to me they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship. So James 
and Peter and uh, John, they were pillars. But some people are, are, are cement blocks. So you are part of this building that God is building. And it's important that you stay connected to the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, sometimes we don't understand the church. And our lack of understanding of the church is the reason why sometimes that the world enters the church. Many things have entered the church. And sometimes you don't even know whether we are doing church or we are doing something else. Hallelujah. But I trust God that the Lord will have mercy on us and forgive us of our wickedness, how we have handled his church and the servant that he has given to us and give us another chance and bring us back to the old the, the new testament church hallelujah and bring us to the new testament church hallelujah amen i remember in the 80s when um i mean i was, I was, I was young there but i saw a lot of fellowships they're not they're not charismatic churches just fellowships i think i think maybe christian uh, action faith was there and I think maybe Central has also started and all that. But there are not too many. There are just authorities and fellowships. And when you see someone who, who attended a fellowship, I said, this is a born again person. You can see a Christian. You can see people who love God. They love the word of God. Holy Ghost filled people. They were Christians. You see, but now, sometimes we don't even know whether we are even born again. Hallelujah. And when I say stay connected to the church, I'm not saying just coming to church. It's like Connection means that the blood of Christ flows through you. The wind of the Holy Ghost. You see, the Holy Ghost is the wind or the air that we breathe. And the, Jesus is the blood. So, to, to be alive, you must have both breath. You must have uh, blood. So, you have heart pumping blood. And you have lungs that also takes in the air. So, that, so you have oxygen. So, the Holy Ghost and Jesus, that's how they are in the body. The Holy Ghost is breathing air. So that there is life, and then the what Jesus is pumping the blood. So there's life. That's how God has made, has is build, building the church. Hallelujah. Now, in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, the Bible shows us what the church is like. And why me and you should stay connected to the church and be in church. So that you can find gold and redemption in the church. I have had many blessings in the church. And many deliverances in the church. And I believe that the Lord will continue to deliver us in the church. And will continue to bless us in the church. Hallelujah. Now in Hebrews 12, verse 18, God is explaining to us the two churches. The two churches. You know, God has formed two churches. And I'm going to explain it. The first church that was formed was actually a church based on the law, which was the nation Israel. So, Israel, when you read the book of Acts, amen, 
Acts um, chapter number 7, I think, verse 38. It talks about the church that was in the wilderness. Amen. And the angel that spoke to him, put Moses. So, the deliverance of Israel from Egypt was the first church. Mind you, even though it was a church based on the law, it was also a church also based on grace, but God gave them laws because the redemption was the blood of Jesus. So, Israel as a whole nation, the whole nation was a church. The whole nation was a church delivered from Satan, from the devil, from Lucifer. And who was uh, uh, Pharaoh was a type of Satan. That's how he was. With all gods and idolatry and all that. But God brought his people from idolatry, from Egypt, from wickedness, from bondage, and by the blood of, of his son. And led them by the spirit of God. And do you know what he did? I'm talking about the church, the first church. He had a route to take them, which was more easier. But God, in his wisdom, decided that no, I'll let them pass through the Red Sea, which was very significant. Now, the Bible said that they passed through the Red Sea to the other side, and then the, their enemies also tried and they died. Today, may everything that is following you die in Jesus' name. May the Lord ambush them and overturn them. Anything that has been a long-standing battle like Egyptians that have tormented Israel for 400 years, may today be a deliverance. Hallelujah. Amen for you. May our King bring deliverance. May the Father bring deliverance to you and to me in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Now, when they crossed the Red Sea, the Bible calls it, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 2, calls it, they were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So the first water baptism, after the church had been redeemed from the world, from Egypt, they were, they, was, was the Red Sea. So baptism began immediately after redemption. Now, what does baptism represent? Baptism represents a, a burial with Christ and a resurrection with Christ. A burial with Christ and a resurrection with Christ. So what it meant was that they were buried with Christ and they resurrected with Christ on the other side which is the newness of life. So the Bible says in Romans 6, 8, 6, 3, he calls it newness of life. So redemption and being born again as a member of God's family means a new life. A life out of Babylon. A life out of the world. A life where Jesus is king. A life of redemption from Satan. In the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus. Now, in this redemption and baptism, which is a new life, the Bible says they were also baptized in the cloud, which is the Holy Ghost. Even though there was no physical evidence, because the Holy Ghost did not come and live in them, but they had the Holy Ghost to a certain extent. Hallelujah. 
as a new life to live a new life away from Egyptian gods and I thank God he used the Red Sea because it was saying that now you cannot cross from with the boat from from the others of Red Sea I want I want to go back to Egypt because some of us believers have the power to go back to Egypt we are born again but we still have the Egyptian ways we still have the worldly ways and at the worldliness and the last of the world and the what the uh, uh, pride of life and of for the flesh is actually keeping us from staying connected you see the connection is a spiritual thing it's not a physical connection that you write you have your name in 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 the book of, of, of the church and i'll show it to you because your name can be in the church but your name may not be with god Because it is an admission of Egypt. And that's what the church has changed. The church has changed. We have lost what the early fathers had. And thank God that he's raising men, men of God, like Bishop Hewitt Mills, the Bishop Oedipus, the, 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 the Benihis, and all that, to bring us back to the cross and to the place of redemption, to a place where we can see God again. Because God is very real. God is very real. He's so real. His deliverances are real. His power is real. What he did in Egypt, he still does. He still does deliverances. He still does redemptions. He still does healings. He still breaks jokes. He still breaks power. He has not changed. But our problem is that on the other side of the Red Sea, we still, we have, we have managed to cross. And we have a form of Christianity. An admission. It's like you can you can you can you can be in church, eh? You can be you can be in Christ and still stay with a man that you're not married with. You can see in Christ and still steal. You can be in Christ and still government coffers. They give you something to do this project, roads, and all that. But you are in church, but you can steal and do all kinds of things. It is Egypt, and it's not a mixture. Amen. It's almost like you are mixing sand and iron. They don't, they don't mix. Amen. As the men, uh, when you look at what is happening, it's, 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 it's part of the judgment of the church. Not only of the world, but also of the church. Of the church. Where God can say, look, you, you, you have built beautiful houses, but I'm making them empty. And now we, we, have, we now have to find other ways to reach out to our churches. But I pray that I pray to God that the Lord God will help us. That when all this is over, the church will wear its fine linen again. Clean and white. The church will put on her righteousness again as the bride of Christ. The church will be anointed with oil and the spices of the Holy Ghost. The church will be as pure as, 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 as the owner, which is Jesus Christ. The church will be as glorious as the owner. The church will have a semblance of God. The church will smell like Jesus. The people of God will smell like, like God. They will smell like the Father. We will we'll see the beauty of the Father as it was in the Son back in the church again. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. So that was the first church. And as soon as they crossed to the other side, for the first time in the history of 
the nation Israel. Because they were not a nation. God was with their fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But for the first time, God now said, Build me a tabernacle. Build me a tabernacle that I may dwell amongst you. And literally, God Almighty from heaven came to live literally with this favored nation called Israel. He lived with them. And journeyed with them. Until they arrived in the promised land. Which is the land that they occupy now. And did many miracles. He did so many things he would not do for other nations. They were a separated people. Even though they rebelled and God punished them and they saw judgment and all that. But they were a, they, they were a unique people. They were separated people. The nation of Israel. God provided for them. He did, and he gave them many laws and many warnings and many blessings and all that. Hallelujah. And that was the first church. So that the whole church of God was just Israel. Amen. Was just Israel. But the Bible said God so loved the world. Not Israel. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to come and put the two together. First, uh, uh, Ephesians 2, 14 says, He's our peace. Who has broken down the middle wall of partition that was between us. Amen. For to make of himself of twain, one new man. One new man. So now, it's not just Jews, but we are all Jews. We are all Christians. Amen. Now we are not Gentiles. If you are an unbeliever, then you are a Gentile. But if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are not a Gentile. You are also an Israelite. You are a Jew. You are a Christian. Hallelujah. Now, back to what I'm saying. So, so the Old Testament church and the New Testament church, which was also re- redeemed by the real Passover lamb called Jesus Christ, our blessed Savior. He came to shed his blood that the New Testament church was shed. Now, the New Testament church is not, is not law, but it's grace. So, it's still the same thing, but the difference is that it's grace. Because in the Old Testament, your connection to God and to Moses and to Isaiah and to whoever God gave you and all that, made you stay safe. In the New Testament, our connection to our God, Jesus Christ, okay, and to our pastors and to ourselves, is what brings our safety. That is what we have to understand. So that when we understand it very, very well, then our connection is not just physical connection of paying your tithes, giving our friends, but it's a real spiritual connection where Egypt is out of us. Babylon is out of us. The world is out of us. The devil is out of our lives. But there's a fire. There's a presence. I said there's a presence of Almighty God. Yahweh's presence. The presence of Jesus. And I pray that the church will come forth very strong with so much so much electrical power of God. Now, Hebrews 12, 18. He said, for ye are not come to the mount that might be touched, that burned with fire, nor unto blackness. Thank you, Jesus. And darkness and tempest. 
Now he's describing Mount Sinai, which is a type of the of, of the Old Testament church. He said, We have not come to that mountain, Mount Sinai, where God came down with tempest, strong winds, with darkness, and with fire. And the sound of trumpets, angels descended, blowing trumpets. I mean, it must have been very fearful. And the voice of words, where God spoke, and every Jew, whether a little child, had God Almighty's voice literally on the earth. And the voice that they had entreated that their words should not be spoken to them anymore. They begged Moses that no, don't let, don't, what do you call it, uh, let God speak to us anymore. We want to the pastor to go and hear God's words and come and, come and tell us. Because God's voice is too, is too powerful. 20. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly quake and fear. Now, in that, in that church, the sight was terrible that even the great prophet Moses said he's afraid. He is afraid. Amen. And it was such that if any beast dare touch the mount, it was shot. That is how God's churches. It hasn't changed. If you touch the church, then you are a beast. I say, if you touch the church, you are a beast. I'm not insulting you, but if you touch the church, it's a beastly attitude. You are more likely to receive a dart. Bible says, if you defile the church of God, God will destroy you. Don't, don't ever think that all the college you go scot free as you try to destroy the church of God. You try to destroy the man of God. You try to put the man of God down. You do all kinds of things and all that. That attitude is a beastly attitude. And an arrow from heaven is about to hit you and shoot you and bring you down in Jesus' mighty name. May God give us the fear of God. To fear him and fear the church. And revere the church and revere our pastors. If we have done any wrong, you should forgive us. And give us a fresh reverence. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. God, God loves his church. Let me tell you. He loves the church. Now, so the Old Testament church was a physical, heavenly visitation of God. Of Almighty God. With angelic trumpet. Like as you are in church now, you are hearing trumpets. And you are hearing God the Father speaking. If he speaks, this building will come down. Or Jesus Christ speaking. If the Son of God speaks, this building will come down. If the Holy Ghost speaks, this building will come down. And there's there a lot of fear. But in the New Testament church, that's why in the Old Testament church, there were a lot of killings. I mean, you, you speak against the pastor, the air divides, and then you're out. You commit fornication, 3,000 people die. 23,000 people die. You serve idol, it was like instant killing instant captivity, instant judgment and all that you see but God hasn't changed he hasn't changed it's the grace of God Bible said the goodness of God it leads to repentance so sometimes God brings some things like COVID-19 he allows it, he allows the devil to go loose so that men and women will begin to look up to him again and may he turn our hearts may he turn our hearts 
Now, in verse 22, now he comes to the New Testament church. And he calls that church, not Zion, but Sinai. And I want us to look at Sinai very well. And why you must stay connected in the church. And be a very good member of the church. And stay in the church. Serve God the church. Serve the church. Stay under your pastor. Hallelujah. In the church. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Amen. Now in the New Testament church, the reason why we don't fear the New Testament church is that in this New Testament church, God doesn't come like fire. In the Old Testament church, look, I'm sure as I'm preaching now, there's a fire, a pillar of fire behind me. And there's a pillar of cloud in front of me. I believe it. I believe as I'm standing here, there are angels from heaven with me. I'm not alone. Amen. Amen. But in the Old Testament, you could see. They could see. And that's why they fear. Israel was even afraid of God's name. To mention his name Yahweh. They would not mention it. Was too, it was too reverence. So they'll call him Adonai. You see, but in the New Testament church, there is no fire, there is no tempest, there is no wind, there is no whatever. So it looks like you are getting away with things. But no, no, no. Maybe God has left our churches, that is why. But when the church, God comes to our churches like the early church, you may not see something bad. You know that God is here. You cannot do anything like that. You, can, you could not do anything. So he said, you have come unto Mount Zion. Mount Zion. Mount Zion. Mount Zion. Let me tell you, the church gives you advantage because you find the gold you find gold you find the holy spirit the bible said the, the, the manifestations of the of the holy spirit first corinthians 12 7 is to profit with all so in the church we find the holy ghost to give us advantage to give us advantage people are doing things so you need the real truth give you advantage. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So, we have come to not a valley. It's a mountain. God's church is described as a mountain. Isaiah 2, 2 says that in the last days the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be exalted above every mountain, every hill. There are mountains in the world. Political parties are mountains. Businesses are mountains. And people have put their trust in false mountains but the real mountain is God God's church and I pray that God will begin to exalt his church and raise his church up again hallelujah so that man's eyes will turn away from false mountains into the true mountain which is God himself and I'm saying see a mountain when you stand on a mountain a mountain naturally gives you a, a height if I, if I, the more I go up over this little mountain I have here, the more taller I am. Why? Because I'm standing on a mountain. So, in the church, you find advantages. Heavenly advantages to live. 
So don't mix your life with Egypt. Serve God as a born again Christian. Pure hearted. Genuine minded. Not for filthy lucre. Not by compulsion. But let God help you to know him. Because the church is there for your advantage. said the church is there for your advantage the church is not there to demean you or to destroy you no don't wait till you die before you want the church to bury you it's like the last advantage that you had is that a church buried you no one day a guy told me of his of his mother who was not serving God was four or seven whatever thing that she was seven into spiritism and he said when she died and he said I went for a funeral it was pathetic don't die a Christless death and don't die a godless death the church is there for advantage amen may you have all the advantages in the church May your pastor be anointed for you. May God bless you. May God help you. May God fix things for you. You see, I have never seen anybody healed in this business before. It's only the church. I have never seen anybody do wedding in this business before. It's only the church. Everybody is looking for the church in time of trouble. Even now, even now, I saw, I don't know which country, but I saw I saw a video of. An European country where people were kneeling on the streets. They were kneeling on the street and they were singing. Uh, what song was that? Because you he lives, I can face tomorrow. On the streets. You see, but we should have done that before COVID-19. For God to give us an advantage. I said, for God to give us advantage. Israel had advantage and still has advantages. If you care to know, over many nations. If you care to know. And God has mercifully, through his son Jesus Christ, has brought us in. So that in the church, you have an advantage. An advantage over devils. An advantage to live over sin. An advantage to live a righteous life. An advantage to have a hope. Peter said that First Peter 1 3 Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with abundant mercy and has begotten us with a lively hope. 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 He has begotten us with a lively hope. It's a, a hope that lives, not not that I hope to do this. It's a hope that lives. And has given us an inheritance reserved for us in heaven which is incorruptible, undefiled, and faded not away. It's an advantage. To serve God on the earth and go to heaven. It's an advantage. Say, say you have come to the mountain of advantage. Yes. I'll put you on the mountain. The mountain is me myself. 
Deuteronomy 33, I think there's, uh, uh, is it 25 or 24? He said, the God of Jeshurun. Let me read it. I pray that the Lord will bless you as you. 26. There's none like the God of Jeshurun. Jeshurun is the same as Jacob or Israel. Who rided upon the heavens in thy help. In his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge. And underneath. Underneath you are the everlasting arms. He puts you under his arms. He gives you advantage. Tell somebody, I'm going to be in the church. I'm going to be in the church. Hallelujah. Back to Hebrews. The devil is a liar. I say he's a liar. In the name of Jesus. He is a defeated liar. Let God be true. And he said, you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God. Not a dead God. Not that, not a false religion, but the creator of the heavens, the God of Israel, a living God, the city of the living God. So, the second reason why I'm talking about staying, let's stay connected spiritually. Number one, for, for the advantage that God gives in the church, and number two, we, we are in God's city, a Christ, the city. Florida is a city. Johannesburg is a city. New York is a city. They are all cities. But let me tell you, there are problems in every city. Every city and its problems. I say every city and its problems and its issues. But there's a city called the city of God. Well, if, if, you, if you find yourself in that city, that city is Zion, which is the church. Zion is actually the church. It's a city of solving of problems. You see, anytime you, you, you come to church, so that's why in your house that you have joined the church, you are actually in the city of God. You are in God's city. You are not in Koforidua. If you are watching me from Accra, you are not in Accra. If you are watching me from New Jersey, you are not in Jersey, New Jersey. You are in God's city. That is why when we come to church, the atmosphere is different from outside. You see, your pastor, sometimes, sometimes I watch my prophet stand in the church, praying, breathing over people, and you see God moving. Touch people. Lives are changed. Preaching lives are changed. But it doesn't take place outside God's city. It doesn't take place in Accra. But it takes place in the city. So anytime you are in the church, the ambience, the environment, the, the climate, you may feel hot, but it is the climate is different. It's the climate of heaven. It's a city. If I enter America embassy now, I've entered America. So in the city of God too, you see, you better be part of God's city. I say you better be part of God's city. Because one day, one day, the Lord is going to come. And it's coming very soon. When it comes, only those who are in the city. You see, Americans are flying people all over the world back to America. Whether you have COVID-19 or you don't have. They say, come, come home. 
because you are an American. In the same way, God one day was to fly. I say he will fly. He will fly all those who are in the city. And the flying is not by airplane. It's by the Holy Ghost. I say it's by the Holy Ghost. I say it's by the Holy Ghost. Where our king will be waiting for us in mid-air. I said Jesus will be waiting for us in the mid-air. And all those who died in the city and were buried. And those of us who are alive. All of us, the Holy Ghost will come with his wings and carry us. You see how a man flies. I'm not talking about witchcraft flying. I'm talking about heavenly flying without wings. Hallelujah. On the Holy Ghost airwaves, going back to our Father in heaven. Because you lived in the city. I said, because you live in the city, jobs stay connected to the church. There's an advantage. And it also keeps you in the city. Whether you are at home, you are part of God's city. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he said, to the heavenly Jerusalem. I like this one. Heavenly Jerusalem. Heavenly. So it means that there is an earthly Jerusalem. Earthly Jerusalem. You may not go to earthly Jerusalem. I said, you may not go to earthly Jerusalem. Hallelujah. But you may not visit there, but I tell you, there's one that is in heaven. The Bible says, all the call it um, the Bible says in Galatians that Jerusalem from above, who is the mother of all of us? Hallelujah. Galatians 4.26 But Jerusalem which is above is free and is the mother of all of us. So there is a Jerusalem on the earth but there is a Jerusalem also in heaven. Amen. And that heavenly Jerusalem is the church. So the church is actually practicing how to be in Jerusalem in heaven. Now Jerusalem Jerusalem means the city of the king. So when Jerusalem on the earth was named by David prophetically because it's the city of Jesus. And one day Jesus Christ will come from heaven and live in that city literally and govern the world. But the real city, which is spiritual, which is the church, is in heaven. It's the city of the king. So, if you are in the church, you are living in the king's city. The king is your governor. Man does not know how to live himself. When the devil came to lie to Adam and said, you don't need God as your governor. You don't need God as your leader. You can be God yourself. He was leading man into, into, into the bush. Before man could see, he was wearing leaves. He was a bushman, okay, where you wear leaves. Those who wear leaves, they live in the bush. And that is how Adam led man. And there are people who are wearing leaves. They wear coat. They lay. They, they drive nice cars. But when God sees them, they are bush. <laughs> when men see us, they may applaud. But when God sees you, you are a bushman. You are wearing leaves. Your car 
it's a, it's a toy that you drive around. There's the real glory, Holy Ghost. Father God, there's, a, there's the real God, glory. And the real glory in the city, God clothes his people. Not with bush, but he clothes them with the body garment of his son. And God killed an animal and clothed them. That animal was Jesus. And was put on Christ. In Jerusalem, we put on Christ. In this heavenly city, we put on Christ. So if you are connected, put on Christ. As many as have, what do you call it, have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Galatians chapter number, um, Galatians chapter, I think, 3, verse 26. I think, no. Galatians chapter 4. Um, Galatians Let me look for it for you Oh Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Okay, Galatians 3. For as many of us have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. So in Jerusalem, you put on Christ because it's Jesus' city. And Jesus is the king of the city. And you must be a Jesus look alike. You see, when you, when you have Christ, you are put on Christ. Tell somebody, I love this Jerusalem. Tell someone, I love this Jerusalem. So, number one, the church gives you advantage, spiritual advantages. You may have a very bad background, but the church, God can touch your background and give you an advantage. Yes. And the church brings you into what? The city of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And to the heavenly Jerusalem. All right. Okay. Hallelujah. And to an innumerable company of heavenly angels. So in the church, ha ha ha. You are likely to see the angels of God and experience angelic ministration you see join the church well be connected to the church the church is not a small thing it's more powerful than your little business that you don't have time for God it's more powerful than your little company it's more powerful than your little title that you have as a CEO that because I don't have time it's more powerful than your little post that you have as a parliamentarian or as a politician or as whatever you have that they will call you. It's more powerful than your honorable assemblyman. There is so much powerful. So powerful. You cannot be compared to the church of God at all. And no institution can be compared to the church. That's why God wants the church to be back and look like the church. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I say hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So, 
what are angels here to do? God sends angels. Hebrews 1.14 They are ministering angels. Ministering angels sent for those who are heirs for the salvation. So, in the church, there are angels that are sent from the Father God to do what? To minister. The word minister means to serve. So, angels are sent to serve. They serve. What do they serve us with? They serve us with many things. Hallelujah. They serve us with many, 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 many things. There are angels of healing. God sends angels to heal. They heal. I remember one day, I was preaching church and I pray for people. And then after that, a lady came to me and said, Oh, pastor, when we were preaching, I saw angels sitting up there. And when you say, I want to pray for this group, then the angels will wink to the angel that is responsible. Then he will get now and move. And said there was one last angel. He had come to heal, but he didn't come for healing. Wow. That's the advantage. Jesus Christ, our son of God. There are angels. Angels of salvation. Cornelius had an angel that came to minister to him salvation. Through that angel, he got connected to his prophet. Prophet, apostle, Peter. He didn't know any, any, him anywhere. He had no connection. But an angelic... May an angel connect you to your prophet. May an angel connect you to your pastor. May your, an angel help you. Hallelujah. As hallelujah. Peter was in prison in Acts 12. An angel came to set him free. It was not a jailbreak. Not, see, jailbreak is when we break the prison. But this one, he just entered. And the chains fell. And the angel said, get up. Put on your garments. Put on your shoes. It is not over. You are going to preach again and follow me. And as they followed, all the demons, all the demonic soldiers, they all are asleep. God has a power to put Satan to sleep. He put lions to sleep in, 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 in the lion's den. And as they passed, the gates were responding to the power of God. And as they came out, the city gate also opened to Peter. And Peter entered the city. May an angel visit you today. May, and, and may you get out of your prison. May chains fall out. In the name of Jesus, I'm talking about innumerable company of angels. May the angel open the city for you. Whatever is locked up for you, may the angel of the Father, may the angel of the Son, may angels, the Holy Ghost send his precious angels to minister to you. I'm talking about a church. So, you see, you are in the church and you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, it's like, it's almost like we have to beg you to be in church. Don't even be happy that church is not, oh, now we don't even go to church, now we stay at home. So, when we even reopen, uh, I still watch the, this online. I don't come to church. Your face. You are, we, are, we are all staying at home because we have been suspended. God has suspended us. Yes. 
He has suspended us from the church. Not the, not the, not the president. It's God who has suspended us from the church. Yes, he has suspended you people. Sit up. That's why after, when the suspension is released, you must run to church. Because we don't want the suspension again. When we were in secondary school, when you do something bad, you are suspended. You go for some time. So God has suspended his church. Not the devil. It's God. I know you don't like what I'm saying, but I'm preaching the word of God. I'm talking about ministration. One day, a man of God called Rejoiner. He had a vision. The vision, he was fighting. I mean, Christians were fighting. And three angels came. One was called faith. One was called hope. One was called love. And when the angels came, the battle was won. They they dispelled the devils and they gave them new armor. They were lighting up faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. So it means that there are angels that minister love. There are angels that minister hope. There are angels that minister faith. Recently, I was watching a man of God. He was down and said, an angel appeared to him and he asked him, what is an angel? I'm called joy. God has sent to minister joy to you. One man of God died when he died. He said two angels came for him. The two angels, one was called good and one was called mercy. Asaf, but this is Psalm 23 verse, uh, verse says, goodness and mercy. But oh, okay. Some of this that we see in the Bible, they are all, what? Angels. The Holy, see, what the Holy Ghost does, he works with angels. So all that he does, angels, as I believe specifically also, do each of what the Holy Ghost does. If the Holy Ghost has to go to war, there is Angel Michael and his host of warriors who fight. If the Holy Ghost has to give a message, there is Archangel Gabriel who has to give a message. That is why when Cornelius, the, the Holy Ghost didn't speak to but angel said, go to Peter. And when Peter was there, the father showed him a vision. And when he was wondering, the Holy Ghost said, I have sent. So it's like the Holy Ghost was working with the angel. So sometimes when I look at Paul's greeting, he said, he would say, grace be to you and peace from God the Father. I said, could it also be angels? That, they're angels of grace. Angels of peace. Today may angels of peace be released into our lives. May they bring peace. May they bring the ambience of heaven to our hearts. May angels of faith be released. May angels of glory. In Luke to the two, the Bible says, and they appeared. There were, there were shepherds in the field and there appeared an angel of the Lord. And the glory of the Lord showed. The glory of the Lord showed. There are angels that minister God's glory. Today may the angel of the Lord minister glory to you. May ugliness be removed from our lives. May every dent that the enemy has put in our lives be, be overturned and be renewed in Jesus' name. In Zechariah chapter 1 verse 12, I saw an angel there who was praying to God. May God release angelic prayer warriors. You can pray. May angels who are angelic prayer warriors stand with you as a prayer warrior. That when you wake up, the angels are there are helping you to pray in Jesus' name. I say in Jesus' name. I'm talking about ministration of angels. Lord was about to be destroyed with, with a city. Two angels held his hand and they ran with him. May angels come and hold your hand. Any mass destruction, may the angels pick you up. Every COVID-19 destruction, 
May the angels of the Lord pick you out. May they pick you out. I say, may they pick you out. Whatever is happening in your family, may the angels of the Lord pick you out. Whatever disaster, may the angels of the Lord pick you out. In the name of Jesus. I say, in the name of Jesus. Let me talk one last time about angel. Jacob met an angel in Genesis 32. When he saw this angel, he realized that this angel is not an angel of faith. He's not an angel of love. He's not an angel of war. By the same time, this angel is an angel of blessing. So this angel, he has come, he, he carries blessing. So the only thing he asked for, for him that like, look, what you are carrying, I want it. Bless me. And the angel blessed him and changed his name from a supplanter to Israel. Hey! Hey! May your identity, may God send an, an angel to change your identity. In Jesus' name. In the church. May God change your identity. Your low self-esteem identity. May God change your identity of pride. May God change the identity of a background. May God change your identity, your, 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 your low self-esteem. You think you are a black man, so you have a low self-esteem. May God change the identity that God can use you. I'm talking about church. May God send worry angels. Father, even as I pray, send worry angels. Worry angels into our homes, into our lives. Wherever there is a war in our lives, let the angels displace the weak one. Let them be displaced, Father, in the name of Jesus, and end all our wars. Let the angels of mercy be released. Oh Lord, oh Lord, send your angels in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, send your angels. Let them minister to us. Let them minister to us healing and blessings and ministry in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As in the name of Jesus. Mary probably carried the greatest ministry. His ministry was the son of God to save the world. Her ministry. But as an angel that brought to her the message that look, you are going to carry the most powerful ministry in the world. Yes. And that ministry will save the whole world. A little girl. May God minister to you with his angels. Now 23. I'm talking about the church. Why is this? You see, the Proverbs 20 said there is a vein for silver and there's a place for gold. I'm talking about golden things. These are golden things. Angels the city of Jesus and put on Christ Jerusalem Mount Sinai these are things you can't find in, in the shop or you can find in Legon and to the general assembly and to the general assembly I think Nigeria has the general assembly it's like senate senate now let me tell you something I'm talking about the advantages of being the house of God being born again my God a general assembly 
of senators. General Assembly. Call parliamentarians honorable. But God is saying that look, in the church you make you an honorable person. Romans 8, 20, 29 said, whom he foreknew, he predestinated to conform to the image of his son, the most honorable person who ever lived. And whom he did predestinate, he called. God called me, God called you. And whom he called, he justified. No, he paid by his blood to make us righteous. And whom he justified, he glorified. So the end of the story, thank you Jesus, is a glorification. You are an honorable man. God changes lives. He turns life around and turns into honorable people. The church is a place to be made honorable. And when I say I'm not, I'm not saying that it's sometimes we come to the church with a mind. Oh, they say when I come to the church, I'll prosper. I'll have money. I'll have this. So our attention rather moves from God who blesses to the objects. And then when we don't have them, we get depressed. What I'm saying is that in the church, okay, the gold is God. We find God to make us honorable. Mary Magdalene had seven devils. I don't know what she was. In fact, when she brought oil to Jesus, the Pharisees said that if the Lord actually knew who she was, she would not have allowed this petri petri girl to be around. But you see, by the end of the story, she was so honorable that she was the first person to see the Son of God. Even before the Heavenly Father saw Jesus. I mean, it's one of the most fantastic stories. The father has sent Jesus to come and die to the world. He has accomplished the way. He is risen. The first person to see is the father. But no. I said no. He rather, the father said, there is a little pretty, pretty girl that you turned around and has become honorable. She's looking for you at the graveyard. Whilst Peter and others are sleeping, show yourself to him, to her, before you come. She was the one who went to tell them that Jesus is alive before they saw him. She was the first was to hear Jesus say that, go and tell my brother. Jesus never called, called the disciples his brothers. He called them at least friends. Because a friend and a brother is different. Let's go and tell my brothers, my brothers. I'm talking about honorability. Where Jesus wants to make you his brother. Hebrews 2, 12 says that, uh, 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 11 says that, he that sanctified and they that are sanctified are all of one. We are one. He makes us one. When you look at the, the menorah or the, the candlestick, the middle one, the branch, the branch is Jesus Christ. It's called the branch. In the Old Testament is, 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 is littered with that. And our same as the branch. Our same as the branch. And the, the third ones are the branch. That is us. In other words, the branch is gold. I said the branch is gold. And his branches are also gold. We are not alloy. We are just like him. First uh, John 4 17 says that as he is in heaven, so are we. So just as he looks 
That is how the Father wants us to look. God wants to change you. It's not about how much money you have. It's not about how many, but He wants you to change. So that when you change, then He, he can now, you qualify for Him to make investment inside you. So it can also become a blessing. I'm talking about the General Assembly and honorables. May God raise honorable women. Paul met some honorable women. May God raise some honorable men. Your background may be very low, but may God make you honorable. Your background may be very high, but may God make you honorable. You may be a carpenter in the church. May God make you honorable. You may be a doctor. Whoever you are, I'm talking about honorability. I see his oil pouring over our heads. It's a golden oil. I see a horn. A horn. I see the Lord. I see Jesus holding the horn and pouring the horn. A horn of the horn of oil overhead. As many as you do, your life is changing. Your life is changing. He is turning you into a priest. He is turning you into a king. He is turning you into a priest. Just as he is, he is a high priest. He is turning you into a priest of God. He is turning you into a king. He is turning you into a prophet. He is turning you into a pastor. He is turning you. He is turning your life into an apostle. Your life is changing. Your life is changing. Whatever you are struggling with, the power of God is breaking the power in the name of Jesus Christ. Your newness is coming. You are rising up as it is in heaven. You are rising up. You shine. You shine in your family. You shine amongst your brethren. You shine with your amount of friends. You shine and be a blessing. For this is the will of the Father that will look like the Son. Stay connected. Stay connected to the church. Stay connected to our pastor. If you are hearing me and you are in the church, stay connected to our prophet Bishop Dad. Stay connected to the church. Just be part. Maybe you are here. Listen to me, but you have your pastor. Stay connected to whoever pastor that God has given to you. Stay connected. Very important. God wants you to be part of the general assembly. One day, as you are part of the general assembly here on earth, one day you'll be part of the cloud of witnesses on, in heaven. And you'll also be looking down and watching the earth and seeing the battle that is going on. I bless you, Jesus. May his power break every power, every fetish, every wickedness be broken by the blood of Jesus. May the fear be broken by the name of Jesus Christ. So the general assembly and the church of the firstborn. You see, as he's talking about now, he mentions the church of the firstborn. The church of Jesus Christ. The church. The Holy Ghost church is Jesus' church. Hallelujah. Which are written in heaven. Other versions know whose names are written in the book of life. So, that was, I, I, I'm talking about a church. So, it's not enough to be in the church. But it's enough to have your name written in the book of life. The only church that Jesus won was the study church, Revelation chapter 3. 
He said, if you don't repent, I'll blot your name for the book of life. You see, people think that once saved, forever saved. It's never true. Once saved, forever saved. It's never true. Peter said in Peter, first Peter chapter, chapter 1, he said, receiving the end of your faith, even your salvation, Amen. Receiving the end of your first Peter one night. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. The end, the end of your faith is when you die. Die in the faith, or if Jesus comes. With the salvation of your soul. So we are saved. And we are being saved. And we shall be saved at the end. May God have mercy on us. And give us a repented heart. And a heart that bows to the Lord. May every power. Trying to divert us from God. Be cursed in Jesus' name. And may the Father God, Yahweh, may the Lord God of Israel, Jehovah, so much mercy based on the sovereignty of his will and the blood of his own son and the glory of his spirit touch our hearts once again and bless us. May our generation be generation of priests and kings and blessings in Jesus' name. So is your name written in the book of life? That's the question I'm asking you. If your name is not written, then you have to give your life to Christ. Maybe if you are in the church, you are listening to me, you are, you are, you are living an Egyptian life, secret sins, and all that. I think it calls for time for us to repent and ask God to, for forgiveness so that our names will not be blotted out. That the Father will have mercy, so much mercy on our hearts. May He heal us, heal our innermost sin. The hates, the offenses, the the envies, the jealousies, the hatred. May heal them. May he heal them. The, the one that that is visible. May all be forgiven through the blood of his dear son Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. As hallelujah. Now I'm coming to a close. Thank you, Jesus, for the victory. Tell somebody, I am victorious. I see the victory. And to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all. Now, you see, Zion, that literally doesn't look like Sinai and doesn't look very uh, what fearful. He said, God, the Father is there. You see, you think that when we come to church, God the Father is not there. Only God the Son is here. No. The Father also comes to enjoy our fellowship. But he calls the Father a judge. He is a judge. 
the Lord God, Yahweh is a judge. Now, why is he the judge to judge us? Is he here to judge us? No. Luke 18, Jesus spoke about the widow and her adversary who was tormenting her and the wicked judge wouldn't do it, but eventually did it. Is how much more shall heavenly father not judge, not judge, not judge his own elect or avenge his own elect who cry to him daily. So the father is in the church as a judge. So anytime you come to church, judgment takes place. I believe. This is why sometimes you come to church and you are chained. As the pastor is preaching, God pulls out your docket. Whatever you are going through, something just leaves. Without being prayed for, something just runs away because the judge sits there and there's judgment. Today, may God sit as a judge, judge every adversary, every wicked intention. May our doctors be called. May he judge in the name of Jesus. Let adversaries be judged by the Lord in the name of Jesus. May we be free like that we don't become free. May the adversary be imprisoned. May the adversary be arrested. May the adversary be, 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 be destroyed. Sometimes Jesus will cast out a devil and say, go and come no more. That was a judgment. You know, go and don't come here again. It's a judgment. The son of God. May the king, may our God, whatever entanglement whether it's, a, it's an Amalekite, whether it's a Babylonian, whether it's a Philistine, whether it's a, it's a Goliath, whether whatever it is, whether it's a Moabite, whether it's a Canaanite, whether it's a Hevite, whatever is risen against us, in the name of Jesus, we are praying that the Lord will judge them. May he judge entities, these embodied entities and uh, embodied entities. May he free us through the judgment of, uh, 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 um, of the blood in Exodus 12 he said I will judge the gods of Egypt because of the blood of Jesus may every power be judged and may we be freed to serve God God wants us to be free the Holy Ghost wants us to be free if, uh, Galatians 5 he said stand fast in the liberty where Christ has set you free Christ wants us to be free it is his interest. He doesn't want us bound. Oh Lord, Father God of our Lord Jesus, Father have mercy on us and judge. Judge even the coronavirus. Judge the source of the coronavirus. Let there be judgment. Let the doctors be called even to the court of heaven. And by the advocacy blood of the Son of God, as the King, O oh God, intercedes for us and his church, Father, judge the souls in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and bless us. Thank you, Jesus. So God is in the midst. And to the spirit of judgment made perfect. To the spirit of judgment. He said when we come to church, the spirits of righteous men are there. Who are these righteous men who are there? Now Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 5 verse 4, he said, when, when you meet in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, together with my spirit. Paul is not there, but he said, my spirit is there. 
So when we meet the anointings of our fathers are there. Elijah and what's his name? What's the servant's name? Elisha and the servant. What's the name of the servant? Eh? Gehazi. Gehazi was going to take bribe. He said, "Went not my spirit with you. As we were taking a bribe, I was there. So sometimes in a meeting, you can see that a certain anointing is there. So if you know, like men of God, like bishops that who have variegated anointings, sometimes you see the switches. Sometimes you see Papa Hagen. Sometimes you see Benihin. Sometimes you see Bonke. I mean, depending on the on the on the environment, what what what, what is doing? Because it's an anointing. The spirit doesn't mean that the spirit of the person has left, but it's like the anointing of just men are also there. And today I believe that anointing of our Father is here on the airwave. May you be anointed. And may I also be anointed. In Jesus' mighty name. And 24 is becoming interesting. He said, And to Jesus, the Father, and Jesus is also here. Jesus is here. He said, Jesus is here. What is Jesus doing here? The first thing Jesus does is say, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. You see, we, Jesus is, is in our midst so that the Father can see us. In the Old Testament, what made the high priest be able to enter the holy place was the frankincense, which was beaten. It repre- represented the beating, the beating Christ. So in spite of the blood that he has to atone for his sins and everything, he still needed the, the smoke of the incense to go into the place. So he goes under Christ, like he's covered by Christ. So when Jesus comes, amazed, he spices our meeting. So when the Father sees us and says, ah, this is the place for me to move. I see Jesus in our midst on the, on the online and I see the Father smiling at us. I see the Holy Ghost. The second thing that Jesus would do is that, you know, Jesus always liked to be in our midst. He said, I, I'll be in the midst of them. You remember those three Hebrew boys? Who were thrown into furnace? Nebuchadnezzar said, "I did we not cast three men, but I see a fourth man in the midst. I see what a fourth man in the midst. He came in the midst of them. What did he do? He turned Nebuchadnezzar's agenda and wicked plan to destroy. To destroy, he rather turned it." Opposite 180 degrees. Because the other side of heat is cold. So Jesus came to turn on air conditioners. And therefore the fire couldn't burn. When Daniel was put in the, in the lion, then an angel appeared and changed the thing. When they brought Daniel's enemies, the lions at them. 
everything that the enemy has proposed and planned against us. May God do the opposite. They said you die, you shall live. They said you be poor, you shall be rich. They said you backslide, you grow stronger. They said you won't preach again, but you preach with apostolic and prophetic and pastoral and evangelistic anointing and pastoral anointings. You teach the word of God. They laugh at you, but they that love will cry. Their expectations shall come to naught in the name of the Lamb of God. In Jesus' name. They cast you out. They rejected you. But the stone that was rejected, the stone has become the chief cornerstone. May the Lord Jesus enter into my life and your life. May he overturn every ugliness into beauty. Every poverty into riches. Every backsliding into hardness for Jesus. Every blindness into, 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 into recovery of sight. Every madness into sanity. Every wickedness into love. Every hatred into love. Every darkness may he turn into light and may he may crush the enemies of the Lord for they that are against us are against Jesus therefore the Lord will avenge and to the blood of sprinkling he said when we are there uh, the Lord sprinkles his blood I wonder who sprinkled the blood I know in the Old Testament, the high priest used to sprinkle the blood over the people. Our high priest, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 23, and we have a high priest over the house of God. Amen. Hebrews 22 said that by so much, Jesus was made a surety for us. And he's our high priest over the house of God. Verse 25 says that, wherefore he's, and he make it intercession for us. Verse 25 says that, wherefore he is able to save us to the uttermost. Uttermost means to the end. He can save you and save you and save 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 and even save your pets. He will save and save and save and save and save and save and even save your auntie's friend. Is there anybody who is connected to you? He can save and save and save and save and save and save and save your grandmother's sister's what? Friend. It's called to the uttermost. Today, as he sprinkles his blood over us, over the online, may there be salvation from wickedness, idolatry, from evil spirits, from powers, from evil eyes. May the blood of the Lamb of God save us to the uttermost. I'm talking about a church. This is why the church cannot be compared to anything. You can't compare GPR to the church. You can't compare Ghana Medical Association to the church. You can't compare Bar Association to the church. You cannot compare Ghana Engineers Association to the church. You cannot compare Ghana what? Chartered Accountant or whatever association that you belong that you boast about. Don't compare it to the church because the church is too much. No power. When God went to save his church, 
pharaohs, magicians, who were very, very, very powerful. They were now begging Moses. But this is the thing. They were telling Pharaoh, can't you see that Egypt is being destroyed? Can't you see? May God visit every Egypt in your life, every weakness in your life, until they cry and say that God is destroying us, the Lord. May every wickedness that the accursed one has unleashed, may the blood remove them. Father, set us free in the church. Set us free. Set us free, for we love you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, lastly, there is a name, a person that is missing, and it's the Holy Spirit. And I'm wondering why the Holy Spirit is missing here. He is missing because all scripture is by the inspiration of God. It's by the Holy Spirit. He is the one who is writing. So he didn't include his name. But the fact that he didn't include his name doesn't mean that he's not around. He is the power of God at work now. He is the, the replacement of Jesus doing what Jesus did on the cross for us. I pray that today, the Holy Spirit will move across the airwaves and demonstrate that Jesus is alive. May the Holy Spirit touch you as well in your house. May he touch your heart. May he touch your mind. May he touch your, 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 your sister. May he touch your marriage. May he touch your family. May he touch your child. May the Holy Spirit solve that which is unsolvable. May the Holy Ghost break every curse. May the Holy Spirit bring forth the living Jesus. The living Jesus. May he walk. May he walk up to you. May he walk up to you. Maybe you may see him. It is Jesus. But he's not Jesus. He's the ghost of Jesus. He looks like Jesus. But he's not Jesus. May he move across our churches. May he remove the things that have entered our churches. And entered our hearts. Even these days. As we repent. May he sanctify his church. Again. May he make us obedient children to the truth of the word of God. And may he turn our hearts. Zechariah 12, 12, 10. Turn our hearts by the spirit of grace and the spirit of prayer to look upon Jesus, our Savior, whom they pierced. May the heart of the church be turned back. May we see 2 Thessalonians 3, 5 that God will turn our hearts back to his love and into the patient waiting of Christ. May we may the, may the church love God with all our hearts, with all our strength, with all our soul, with all our mind, and love our neighbors as ourselves. May the church become pure again. May the church be revived again. May you be revived again. May you become a better version of yourself. May the church become a better version. May as the head is, if the Son of God is the head of the church, then the body should look like him. May he have mercy on us. May the Father forgive us as we have played church and have not done our best in staying connected even to the real church. May he have mercy on us and may, may he reclothe us and take out the foolishness. Dear Lord and Father of mankind, 
Forgive our foolish ways. Reclose us in our rightful mind. Impure our lives. Our service fine. In deeper reverence, praise. Dear Lord and Father. Of mankind, forgive our foolish ways. Reclose as in our rightful mind, impure our lives, our service fine in the parent's praise. Sing with me as we lift up our hands to heaven. Dear Lord and Father of mankind, Father God, forgive our foolish ways. Reclose our seed, our right front, impure our lives, Holy Ghost, our service fine, Lord Jesus, in deeper reverence, rate, praise. Father God, forgive us. We have been so foolish. We have not done our best. We have not understood God who created us. Yahweh is your name. That you are holy. You are God. The creator of the heavens and the earth. That you so much loved us. That you gave us Lord your own son. The son of God. To deliver us from the devil. From, the, from beasts in this world. And from sin. Your love and your thoughts for us are so marvelous. Yet, Lord, we have done played your love. We have turned you, the creator, into creature, a, a, a creature. We have worshipped the creature. We have worshipped money. We have worshipped God, uh, 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 items and things. Father, we have placed, Lord, things before you. We have not feared you. We have not reverenced you. Oh Lord, we ask for mercy in the name of Jesus. We haven't done well. We haven't done our best. Oh Lord, we haven't served you well. Even without COVID-19, you know our hearts. Lord, Lord, we have not done our best. Even for you, Lord, have mercy on us and give us another chance. Forgive us of idolatry. Forgive us for the things that we have done building. Forgive us for our fears. Forgive us for not trusting you, the only true God, Son of God. Oh God, forgive us of our blasphemies. Forgive us of our irreverence for the church and for you. Forgive us for the irreverence for our men of God. We have not taken them serious. Father, we are praying that you show us mercy. Bring us, Lord, to the book of Acts. Father in heaven, bring us to the book of Acts. Where, oh God, the people were devoted to the doctrine of the apostles. The apostles taught. Where, oh God, the church was built on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets. That our prophets taught us and we lived it. And we lived it. And we followed it. We loved every word. We are asking for mercy. Holy Father, we are asking for mercy. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we don't want to become a different version of you. We want to be like Jesus. Father, the firstborn, 
Repent and ask God. Ask Him for mercy. That you have not stayed connected well. We have not understood the advantage of the profitability of the church. That there is so much advantage in the church. There is God in the church. There is God in the church. There is God in the church. The church is about God. It's not about us, Lord. Have mercy on us. The church is about you. Oh God, show us mercy. You are the advantage, oh Lord. You are the advantage, Lord. You are the advantage. You came not to destroy our lives. You came to bless us. Show us mercy. Show us mercy. Show us mercy. May we live in your city. As citizens of the city. Not as foreigners. But as fellow citizens. Not as strangers. Some of us are like strangers in the church. We don't have a sense of belongingness. We don't own the church. We don't do anything for you. Oh Lord, forgive us, Lord. But make us citizens, oh God, of the kingdom. From when Jesus will come and change our foul body into his glorious body. Oh Lord, show us mercy. May we not please men. May we not do anything. May we not preach. May we not do anything to, to, to please a man. But Lord, may we look at you in the name of Jesus. But to please you alone. May we see the Father and his judgment and his fear. May we see him and his fear. May we see the Holy Ghost and his fear and his harm and his fellowship in the church, Lord. May we see the grace of the Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord. May we see the grace of the Lord Jesus. Father, bring us back to yourself again. We simply, Father, oh Lord, help us. Hear us from your holy heaven and help us. And we pray the Lord that things that try to come against the church and defy the church, whatever they are, throw your arrows against the Lord. Throw your spears. Malikori under Salabalaba. Father Lord, throw your spears into serpents, into lizards, into dragons and entities that stand against the church. Wicked Babylon, La Grace and her works. Son of God, you are Jehovah. Son of God, Malababa, come in your brightness, Lord, and with the spirit of your mouth, and consume him whose workings is of the workings of Satan. And let the church be pure and stand. Protect us by your spirit. Protect us by the spirit of God. Protect us by the blood of the Son of God. Protect us by the light of your glory. Father, you said those who can stand are those who carry your presence. Even in these last days, we ask for the light of your countenance. We ask for the touch. We ask for your presence. We ask for the light. The light that David carried. The light that Paul carried. The light that our fathers carried. May we carry the same light of the Son of God. May we carry it in our hearts. The light of our presence. Chain us and yoke us even to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Father, we bless you that we shall move where the Lamb moves. May we not please ourselves. Father, we want to serve you as a true God. I pray for healing. I pray for your healing. My Lord, I pray for healing. Heal homes, heal our hearts, and change us. If you could change Manasseh, Father, change us. Father, change us. Lord, into the image of your son. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have heard us. Amen. If you listen to this sermon and you don't know Jesus,
I know I've gone past the time, but it's worth it. You want to receive Jesus Christ, the Son of God. There is no other name under heaven. There is no name under, under heaven that God has given that we can be saved. It's only by the mighty name of the Lord, Jesus, the Son of God. Only by Jesus' name. Under heaven, there's no name. Therefore, I want to receive Jesus. Say this after say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. You came from heaven through a woman under the law to die for my sins so that I will become your own. I am your sinner. Wash me, Lord, with your atoning precious blood. Make me white as snow, Lord. Come now and live in my heart and be my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you, Lord, that by this prayer, I am saved and I'm forgiven. In Jesus' name, Amen.